Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, a bimbo with a heart of gold, sorority politics, a cat named Pooter, mangaritas, awesome makeover montage, lots of cleavage, and Hugh Hefner's mansion. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Listener discretion is advised. Spark in Motion Picture Review, Episode 13. Eyes are the nipples of the face. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark in Motion Picture Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're back again for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast, where you can find earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com where we have tons of other podcasts including our manga review our television review our con review our game review and other things we're also on twitch we're on youtube and various other social media sites just type in spirekin the search bar and i'll guarantee you find us one way or the other if you have any questions or comments or concerns you can tweet me at spirekin or you can email us at zan at spirekin.com and if you like what you hear you can support us at our patreon at patreon.com forward slash spirekin and i think that's all the feeling we need to do am i right did you say like and subscribe and follow us for more? That's right. You should like and subscribe us for more fun content for you to enjoy. And with that in mind, let's actually get to this because you're excited to talk about this wonderful movie or you say it's a wonderful movie. I'm kind of... I say it's a wonderful movie. It's a fun, relaxing, har-har movie. Kind of is. So the film that we're talking about was directed by Fred Wolf, who is known for writing a bunch of weird movies like Dirty Work and Tommy Boy and Black Sheep and Dickie Roberts, former child star in Joe Dirt 2. So you kind of know what you're getting into with but this. He's, this is his second directorial debut. His first one was a movie called Strange Wilderness. And his next film is one which no one talks about called Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser. So he's kind of been all over this and he worked on the SNL staff. So he's an SNL fan. And hence Anna Ferris. Also, we should say that this was uh, distributed by Sony Pictures, but it was produced by Happy Madison. Which totally makes sense. Yes. Slapsticky humor. Yes. Uh, this is produced by Adam Sandler and Jack Giaparotto. This is written by Kirsten Smith, and it's starring Anna Ferris, Colin Hanks, Emma Stone, Kat Dennings, Rumor Willis, Kylie Williams, Kimberly Sokoku, Sarah Wright, Monet Mazur, and Rachel Spector, and Beverly D'Angelo, and surprisingly, Christopher McDonald is a good guy. Well, not really. Oh, and we can't forget the man himself, Hugh Hefner, with tons of other cameos. Appearances by Hugh Hefner and a variety of bunnies. Uh, Should we also say that Shaquille O'Neal made a cameo? Hiromi Oshima made a cameo, Haley Fisher, Louise Cochran, Lauren Michelle Hill, Sarah Jean Underwood, Bridget Marquardt, uh, Kendra Wilkinson, Holly Madison. Kendra, of, Holly, and Bridget. Tons of other. Because they're Hugh Hefner's girlfriends. Yes, they are. And uh, this movie that was made in 2008, August 22nd. Uh, was made for twenty five million and made seventy million at the box office, so it is a hit. Because it it's awesome. It doubled its money more often, and it's a stupid fun movie. It's Happy Madison. Yes, it is. And the original title for this actually was going to be "I Know What Boys Like." I know what boys yep. like. But the name of this movie is House Bunny. Yes, the House Bunny, and 
And you know what? She does know what boys like. And the challenging part is when you stop dating boys and you date a man. Maybe. <laughs> yes, that's actually true. So what is this movie about? So Holly? Shelley. Shelley. So, so Shelly is a, she comes from a tragic past, but she's upbeat, not as sharp-witted as everybody would want her to be, but she is bright, charming, optimistic, and drop-dead gorgeous. She is a playboy bunny living in the mansion and living the charmed life. <clears throat> she gets kicked out of the mansion, which is a slight spoiler, on the twist of that, dun dun dun. No, when does she get kicked out? In the very beginning, on no. her the day after her twenty eighth, twenty seventh birthday, which is old in Playboy Bunny years. But Hugh Hefner didn't really kick her out. That's the spoiler. That's the twist. But she gets kicked out and has nothing. She has everything that she came to the mansion with, which is nothing except for some lingerie that she's wearing as outside clothes. And a beat up car from like the... So she wanders around the street and ends up in a college town and is essentially homeless, living out of her car. Sees like these little um, frat and sorority houses and she's like, oh, it's like a little mini mansion. And ends up finding these hopeless girls, the sorority of these kind of weird looking girls that are really smart and nobody really likes them. And but they are ready to offer her um, to be the house mom and help them out. And they need a lot of work. So Shelly is the perfect person to give them a makeover, teach them self-confidence, even if it's fake, teach them how to hook a boy. It's not fake. It's not fake that the confidence that she gives them. Well, you fake it till you make it. You front it and then you develop it. That's how that whole thing works. Um, secret to life. Fake it till you make it. And then she turns their life around and then they turn her life around. They help her out and help her to grow and add a little depth. And, and it's very sweet. And that is the premise of this film. It's a lot more. That was to a little bit more that. rambly than I usually go. No, it's fine. You actually did a really good job with that, explaining it. And there's more to it than that, like the fact that she has a rival in the bunny house. That's why she gets kicked out because of her rival, Cassandra. The mean brunette. Yes. And, and then, then one of the butlers in the house makes really great mangaritas. They're margaritas, but they call them mangaritas because he makes them with mangoes. And so she ends up after she's kicked out. First, she gets arrested for it's Shelly is her heart's in the right place, but she is an idiot. Like, yeah, she's just an idiot. She's not smart. And so she ends up at the college, goes to the, the nicest girl's dorm, or sorry, uh, sorority house, and they treat her horribly. Like Because that's what sororities, that's what mean girls do. I like that first she's like, you totally would fit our sorority, but you're kind of old. She's like, ooh. And then but that's her whole thing. She's like, well, I am. That's why I got kicked out of the mansion. So she believes it, but she's not old. And then Beverly D'Angelo just being, it's weird seeing her mean, because usually she's like the nice mom. She's like super. Oh, she so had fun with this. Yeah, she's snobbish. And then the one mom is like, well, listen, the Zetas don't have a house mother. The last one went crazy, so maybe you could try with them. And the Zetas are like, we don't want this bimbo. But then they see that she's 
she goes out. They're like, we need funding. We need boys. And so Shelly goes out and starts a car wash, obviously a sexy car wash. And she starts making money and boys like her. And they're like, hey, wait a second. There's something to this Shelly girl. Let's uh, jump on this. And the girls, each one is something is slightly different about them. I mean, first we have Emma Stone being the leader of the Zetas. Natalie, who is just very... She's the one who's trying to get them to accept Shelly. But she's... I'm too weird for my own good. Like, this works. I like this. I'm super excited about this. And she goes to really weird places with things like... We'll get. We'll, we'll have a bring your BYOM party. Bring your own mouse. And then you can put them in hats. And then it's like... Okay. It's like, okay, great enthusiasm. Keep that up and stop talking for the rest of it. And then we have Kat Denning playing Mona, who is the sarcastic, cynical, mean one, who's all not, she's all pierced up. And they they really make Kat Dennings look very plain and demure because she's, well, Kat Dennings is known for being very. Say it. No. You could say it. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, say it. Well, you say it. You're going to have to edit this. I'm not going to edit this. I'll leave it in. (laughs) Okay, she's just sexy. She's known for being very busty. Yeah. She's got a great figure. Which is weird, but because it's all... No, but I mean, it's weird because it's... Anyway, because... We're making Zan uncomfortable now. Zan does not want to be sleeping on the couch, and he's trying to be very <laughs> smart about this and not hold up to a hole. But so Kat Dennings, um, her care they, they make her look very like angry riot girl esque. In a cardigan. Yes, but then eventually she owns it, and then it's just Kat Dennings being Kat Dennings. And then we have uh, Catherine McPhee being um, well, she's ar- arguably the most beautiful and the most um, worldly. Of the girls. Slutty? Because she's prego? Yes. They make her like she's there because she's pregnant. But she's, you know. But she's really sweet. And then Rumor Wilson, she's the girl with the brace. She's got a back brace on. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert, she doesn't need it. Then Kylie Williams is the quiet girl who, Lily, who doesn't really talk to anybody. Yep. Until She's the- a cheetah girl. She is? Yeah. I didn't know that. Then you have Dana Goodman, who... I've seen pictures of her. She usually looks like a normal human being. They make her look crazy. No, they make her look like a slouchy, creepy... Backwoods. Flannel wearing. Yeah, stinky. A hillbilly. Mountain woman. Like her idea of flirting is, Hey, where's the can? I gotta go drop a log. Yeah. Where's the can? I gotta do, drop something mysterious off. It's a log. Yeah. And I love the guy just like... I am so not drunk enough for this. <laughs> yep. And then you have Kimberly Makoku as Tanya, who is the shortest, but the loudest of the group. She's tiny. And then Sarah Wright being the bad girl. Mm-hmm. Who punches other girls in the boob. And this one, it's... So you have this cast working together to do this, and a lot happens in this film. And we're not going to... Even though it is past statute of limitations, it's past 10 years, 
it's uh, getting to know you. And we didn't even talk about Colin Hanks' character because Colin Hanks plays a guy who works at a retirement home. And he's looking for volunteers and super just, he sees Shelly. He's a sweet guy. He doesn't like Shelly for her being a Playboy model. He's like looking for... Um, Quality. Yeah, something deeper. And that's where Shelly has a really hard time because her normal quote-unquote tricks don't work because it's not just a boy this is a man of substance and also he she like says oh other guys want me and he's like oh so i'm just staying like most guys be like yeah no i'm not gonna deal with that you're hot but not that hot it's like but it's all the tricks that would work on the fraternity guys which is the point. But then she tries lying and saying she's a smart girl and that doesn't work either. She's got to just be herself. She has to be herself. And that's the thing is you have to be yourself. You can be, be a better yourself. Like the girls at the end say, we want to be 60% Shelly, 40% ourselves because she has good points. Right. And she helps them fix themselves up. They do some really cool things. There's a great sequence involving an Aztec to, party. But in order to find out who you really are, you have to try on a couple different hats. To see, you know, what fits. Like, are you the nerdy kid? Are you the, you know, not like the slutty girl, but are you like, you have to, you have to not try out like go, everybody go be slutty. Don't do that. But you got to try the, the, the pretty girl with the makeup and the, the cute trendy clothes to see if you really like it or if you don't, if it's you or if it's not. And Shelly had them step out of their comfort zone and, and figure it out. And at the end, they started to become a little bit of some mean girls because it was kind of getting to them. And they had a, a check-in moment where there's no, like, you can be true to yourself and be pretty. You have to be... But you shouldn't change all the way. You shouldn't change all the way. You don't change who you are. Just be the best version of yourself. So it it's a coming-of-age movie. It is. And originally, this was actually the original pitch for this idea was going to be a kicked out Playboy bunny who went to the Midwest and did drugs. That was the original pitch for this idea. They didn't like it. Then there was another pitch, which is a different idea, which was about a mismatched sorority house and a house mother. So they combined the two to make this. And the catalyst for this was the iconic line from this movie, eyes are the nipples of the face. Which mm-hmm. is, according to the writers, one of their proudest accomplishments, which showed them how weird their job was and how cool they were. And personally, I think that... And I think Anna Ferris did a really great job delivering that line. She did, because she did it earnestly in all those dumb sequences where she says, like, completely idiotic, but she gave what's sincere that you kind of, like, awed it. Like, aw. And she's, like, you can't help but love her because she's so she's so genuine. And I think that's the part that isn't fake yeah her boobs might be fake but she's genuine fun fact for the movie she had so much tape and padding to make her boobs look fake without having to augment them even though she's got really great boobies anyway um yeah she said it was one of the most uncomfortable things because they were always shoving them up um but they look great they look like they got a real big boob job you know no she does look like that she's you did a good job with the makeup and with that, and the costumes are great in this film. It's so here's the thing one, it's super formulaic. It is, you could see the beats A, B, C, D. You know that those evil sorority is going to screw them over when they're about to win, and then they have to come together. You know, Shelly's going to leave, and then she's going to get 
come back because she has realizes her real home is with the sorority and then the ending is a plea to the audience essentially to join the misfits together because life's gonna be good and that's what happens it's very formulaic and while it's not it's not like you know what you're getting and i like it it's so it's it's not the best thing ever it's It's not not the worst thing either it's not it's a it's one of those so anyway before we get to that let's get to some of the other elements like one the soundtrack on this is really good it's a really good soundtrack like this the opening title is the i like what boys like which was uh which was a cover of the waitress's song and i really think that should have been the title i agree but they said the house money because it sounds better but whatever uh, but you also had like a uh, bow wow with I want candy. You had new soul. You had the great escape uh, girlfriend by April Levine. You had do it well by Jennifer Lopez. Uh, when I grow up by pussycat dolls. When I grow up. Ashley Simpson doing boys. So there was a lot of really good poppy music from the nineties and acting was really good. I think that the standout was Anna Ferris and, I'll admit, I'm not a Rightfully fan. Rightfully so. I'm not a fan of Anna Ferris. I think that she, like, she plays stupid really well, but it gets annoying how stupid. But you have to be smart. You, In reality, you have to be smart to play stupid. Like, she, no, like, she goes to really dumb levels of stupid, which are annoying, like, um, her in Scary Movie. She's stupid in an annoying way. But this film, she's kind of tolerable and a little better. And this is beginning of her being a decent actor, actress. Um, Emma Stone really does not do herself service in this. Emma Stone, it's like we've seen how good she is in the movies where she's excellent. This is not one of those. This Emma Stone is not good in this. She's like just really cringy. Well, her and Kat Dennings and Ramon, they take it far. They go a little. They too take far. the cringy far, but I think they go. Too that's far. what makes this like slapsticky. For women. At least this is a slapsticky humor movie for me. It's a little cringy. It's a little much. It's but it's it's not made to be realistic. This is not well, real it's life. Not, no, it's not realistic, but there's and com- that's why it's there's comedy and then there's parody. And this is not par this is not parody. This is not a scary movie level of bad. It's not at all. It's just that with some of the actors, we've seen them in comedies and they're really funny. But those are different movies. And they go and just, I think they. Were- I like this movie for what it is, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it. The eyes are the nipple of your face. Like it tells you what you're getting right there. All right, I, I can agree with, I can agree with that. But like I said, MVP definitely was Anna Faris. The LVP. I'm kind of torn between two actors for LVP. I. But one, Emma Stone just really just grated on my nerves. But also, Dana Goodman. But, like, it's good acting to be that horrible. But just, she was too cringy. Like, they should have dialed that back severely. Oh. So who's your LVP? I was just trying to figure that out. My... Is that the girl that's the uh, lumberjack? Yeah. Yeah. She's my LVP. She's my LVP as well. Okay. Because everyone else was okay with it, but just too far. Uh, Lily was the, was this out of the girls was a surprise. Because I liked her when she started talking. She was interesting. They're like, Lily, you're British? Yeah. 
It was so cute. And rumor just kind of fell to the wayside after the whole thing with her back. It was like she was interesting, and then they get rid of the brace, and she's just like there. Well, she was kind of Bruce Willis's daughter, and then she did this, and she's like, oh, wait, she's sexy, she's kind of cute. I thought this was a good... Springing point for her? Yeah. Okay, I can... I can... I Like, that? after seeing this, it's, this is not... I don't look at her as Bruce Willis's daughter anymore. Okay. Or Demi Moore's daughter. Okay. Well, actually... Or I... Ashton Kutcher's stepdaughter. I'm going to amend it. I think my LVP, I'm going through the list and thinking about this now. My LVP is going to be Monet Mazur because they set her up to be the major villain of the piece and she just falls to the wayside and disappears for two thirds of the movie and then shows up for one sequence. She did not really get a comeuppance. She was set up as a villain, but they didn't do anything with her and then they just said, oh, we got to fix this. So it's just going to be the, her assistant's going to have a change of heart. It's not Shelly did something to get her back or prove better. They didn't do anything. Instead, they made Beverly D'Angelo the villain, which works better, but they should have... Well, that's there are issues with this. Uh, but... I don't think it was created to be a major cinema, cinematic... No, not cinematic, but there's like just a little continuity things. It's, it's, you want to have a little bit. So, But for that reason... It's one of the better Happy Madison films, let's be honest. But Happy Madison is not the is not the you know you don't go to Happy Madison for this the, was the first chick flick I think I've seen from Happy Madison. Uh, what about um, Hot Chick? Uh, I don't feel like that's a chick flick. Uh, main character is supposed to be a girl who turned into a man. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like a chick flick. This feels like Happy Madison was trying to do a chick flick. I could I could see that. I think this is one of their better films. And honestly, Happy Madison does And I think it's a great date film. Like, it's funny. There's cute stuff. And there's lots of boobs to look at on the screen. There are. There's yeah. something for girls and guys. There are. I'm not going to lie. But, like, Happy Madison is not really that great, to be honest. The house that Adam Sandler made has made a lot of crap. And this isn't crap. This is not crap, but on the same token, I don't think that this is the best thing since sliced bread. I don't. I think it's enjoyable. I think it's, I give for this, me, it's up there with Legally Blonde. I can watch this again and again. I think Legally Blonde is steps above this, and that's... I think pull your hair back, do a facial mask, make some popcorn, have a mangarita, and enjoy your afternoon with the house bunny but out of our rating system i have to give this a worth watching once streaming or in on d or blu-ray it's okay it's worth watching once you've seen I it say, and then that, you're gonna are you, are you gonna borrow from a friend no i think it's better than borrow from a you think it's it's all the way at the top really well okay okay i'll i'll give it borrow from a friend and don't return unless given Mar- mangaritas mangaritas okay but like a picture of mangaritas okay so that's i can i can respect that i but i give it a i give it a a uh worth watching once you give it a bar from friend i can respect that yes so what are your thoughts let us know in the comments i don't know you do you think this is a great movie you think this is a garbage movie let us know how much do you want a mangarita right now after we've been talking about it and actually with that, I uh, hope you guys enjoy this. Remember to like and subscribe. We're going to be releasing more recent episodes. More importantly than that, we're going to be doing some live action videos soon. 
for our James Bondathon. Bondathon. We're going to be doing some top tens, and we're prepping for No Time to Die. We may be doing some of our movie reviews in person. We're prepping for that because ever since we did our one review, people have really enjoyed it. But let's actually get to the part that you've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only. The dodecahedron of movies. Yes, the dodecahedron of movies. It's a 12-sided object that has numbers on it. And what we do is we've assigned nine movies to this 12-sided object, and we're going to roll it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why nine and not 12? Well, because if it lands on a 10, it is co-host choice, which is... Me. If it lands on an 11, it is roll again. And if it lands on a 12, it means it is my hope, my choice. And we've got some good ones. And more importantly, that this is special because we actually are doing a theme month. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, we are. In collaboration with a friend of the podcast who is launching a new video, well, a new tabletop role-playing game, we're focusing on a very important theme month, one which no one has expected for it to happen for a while. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the theme month of depletion, dysgenics, and dystopic futures. Woohoo! Yes, yeah, so all of you post-apocalypse Triple fans, D. it's going to be lots of horrible evilness with monsters and zombies. Not zombies. It's monsters and post-apocalypse, end-of-the-world situations, and people surviving. So lots of Kevin Costner movies. Yay! I know you don't like them, but some of them you like. Yep. It's going to be a movie month. Hey, you, there's a bunch of them that you will like. Like, you like The Postman. Have you seen The Postman? No, I've never seen The Postman. Oh, it's, it's with Kevin Costner. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a lot of Kevin Costner movies. Have you seen Titan A.E.? No. No? Okay. Um, Maybe we should make this into this theme month into a video react. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, Terminator Salvation. Well, no, you... No, I've you, seen no, all the Terminator no. movies I've seen, I've seen with you. Yeah, so that was um, number two You, I know you will not watch. Um, Children of Man, you... No. Oh, you've never seen any of these. Wow. Okay, this is going to be fun. This now. might be uh, Greta Reacts. Yes, it will. So let's roll and see what we're going to... Let's roll and see what we're going to get. Ooh, number six. So the number six title is going to be... Oh, it's a John Carpenter movie. More importantly than that, it is one which establishes Kurt Russell as one of the baddest and most awesome characters ever. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Snake Plissken. Yes, folks, that's right. We're going to be doing the original Escape from New York. Yay! He doesn't just play a dad. With Isaac Hayes as the Duke of New York. So, so this is going to be interesting. Oh, this movie is amazing and terrible at the same time. and also sets up a lot of coolness. So, We're going to need to order more popcorn. Yes, we do. So that is it. And, and so, first off, thank you guys for listening and thank you for sticking with us for so long. We've been doing this since 2008 and we're going to keep doing this as long as we can. We appreciate everything that you guys do for listening to us. Remember to support us on our Patreon, subscribe to the podcast, and with that in mind... I'm Greta. My favorite quote from the house bunny is when Shelly says, Kindness is just love with its work boots on. (laughs) And this is your host, Zan, for the 2008 film House Bunny. My favorite quote is going to be, Instead of the mahi-mahi, may I just get the one mahi? (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys next time. And keep watching movies. Bye.
For the past nine years, Shelly has ruled the mansion. Hi, Hep. Hi, girls. Hi, Shelly. Looking good. But today, she's about to get a wake-up call. They're kicking me out? Maybe it's because of your age. But I'm 27. But that's 59 in bunny years. I don't have anything. I don't know what to do. You need a yap. A yap. Yeah. This summer, it looks like a bunch of little Playboy mansions. She's looking for a place to call home. Do you ladies go to school here too? We're the house mothers of the sororities. This would be perfect for me. This is not a brothel. Oh, I'm not looking to make soup. Try Zeta. Their last house mother was hospitalized with hallucinations. Awesome. Now. Hello? Sometimes when you need help. How can we be so smart that everyone kind of thinks we're losers? Reading Earthlings. <laughs> the person you least expect. My name is Shelly and I'm here to be your house mother. Will be exactly what you need. We have to be popular guys like her. And since guys don't like us, I figured Shelly here could teach us how. I am just so happy that you guys want me here. This is Harmony. Harmony. And then Joanne. Joanne. What is that? It's just this thing I do to remember people's names. Natalie. You hired the exorcist. That's great. From Happy Madison, who brought you 50 first dates. Shelly, that's Colby. I'm in love with him. That's so sweet. How long have you guys been going out? I've never even talked to him. By the time I'm done, every girl on campus will want to pledge Zeta. He's changing their style. That's it, ladies. Now we can be the best versions of ourselves. You're pretty pleased with yourself, aren't you? I am a little proud. Don't mess with me. <sighs> and they're giving her the education of a lifetime. So I met this boy named Oliver. He didn't fall for any of my tricks. I think I dropped some money over here. Maybe it's over here by this manhole. Anna Ferris is the house bunny. What if Oliver doesn't mind a smart girl? Have you given any thought to who you might be voting for? I definitely won't listen to what Simon says. He is just so mean. I usually always agree with Paula and Randy. Oh, you meant the president. Good morning, Pooter. You're looking dapper.